Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select... Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Bet Online. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co host, Stone Reagan, and we are back here for uh, the second part of our burning question series for every team in the NFL after the NFL draft. We started things off uh, with a look at the AFC East and how that could look uh, for each team and what the biggest questions were for them as they head into uh, this part of the offseason. And now uh, we move to the NFC East, uh, which is a division uh, that we talked about uh, and looking at some of the odds and everything. Uh, probably a division where you're not exactly going to have four-team race here uh, with the uh, the Cowboys, the Eagles, Giants, and the Redskins. Probably, as most people expect, going to be a two-team race uh, between the Cowboys and the Eagles, and we'll get to them in a second, Dylan. But uh, when you look at this division from top to bottom, uh, as we're saying, I mean, you're going to have two strong teams at the top. Uh, but as we'll talk about here in a minute, and as we, we did talk about uh, in discussing some of our questions for these teams, uh, the more we looked at the rosters for the Redskins and the Giants, we realized, man, you hope they take a step forward, but my goodness, they have <laughs> still got a lot of work to do uh, for both of those teams. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that this division seemed to trade between all four teams winning it. I think there was one point in the mid-2010s uh, where all four of these teams in, uh, in subsequent years all won the division. Now it's pretty much – it's been a two-team race for about four years. I know the Redskins were pretty competitive when Alex Smith was starting a couple years ago. But overall, it's been a back and forth between these two teams winning the division. And I do not anticipate that being any different this year. Um, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see – what the Giants and Redskins do, we'll get into our questions, but I still think, uh, yeah, I'm not not overly optimistic they're going to take a huge jump. Maybe, I mean, hopefully for, you know, our questions will kind of go into how they can at least take the right steps moving forward and maybe uh, evaluate themselves. I think for the Redskins, uh, wasn't our question, but I think just getting Ron Rivera in there culture-wise and being able to actually, you know, be tough on what they're really going to need, I think this year is going to be uh, pretty eye-opening. I know he's, he's not expecting everything to be perfect right off the bat, but... Uh, nonetheless, I think it's going to be a little eye-opening for him, and they're going to have some 
uh, interesting re- revelations over the course of the 2020 season because they still have quite a few quite a few uh, things they need to work on. They do, and uh, let's start with the Redskins uh, because uh, you mentioned the things they need to work on. Uh, we were looking at their roster specifically on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, I think it caught me by surprise because, you know, we, we look at all these teams, we go through the draft, free agency, everything, and we knew the Redskins were rebuilding. But I think when you really dive into that roster – uh, you realize that maybe there's still not quite enough there for this team to be anywhere near consistent on offense that they need to be uh, if they want to, you know, become a, a contender in this division or in the NFC. Uh, and that's why our question is: Did Dwayne Haskins is Dwayne Haskins the long-term answer at quarterback? And uh, we're just going to add on to that and make this a a run-on question, which we're allowed to do. It's our show. It's our series. Um, And uh, did the Redskins provide enough help around him this offseason? As we said, I mean, it's when you look at it, I think the pretty obvious answer to that is did they provide enough help around him, at least in the short term, would be no, uh, because they have these guys like Darius Geis and Terry McLaurin, two guys we talked about a lot last season. Of course, Geis was hurt uh, a lot, but, you know, McLaurin had a breakout season. Um, you know, beyond that, though, I think if you're talking about building for the future, you look around everywhere else and you've still got some unproven guys uh, on that roster at some mm-hmm. of these spots, whether wide receiver, um, offensive line, still an issue. And and I just I don't know. And, and I think it's one where their defense seems to be OK. I think that's going to probably keep them in some games. But. If Dwayne Haskins isn't the type of quarterback they expected him to be when they drafted him where they drafted him, and mm-hmm. you know you add to the, add to that that they just don't have the depth at some of these key positions, um, it it could still be pretty ugly for the Redskins going into the season. Yeah, for Dwayne Haskins, I hope he you know on an individual level takes a step forward. But I'm just I like we kind of talked about this. I feel like he's the kind of quarterback that needs things to be better around him to succeed. And right now it's just not the case, especially along the offensive line, regardless of the weapons, which I'll get into in a second. But I mean, obviously they didn't have Trent Williams last year and Dwayne Haskins and all the Redskins quarterbacks that played last year were getting beat the heck up. And I don't think it's going to change that much. We'll see if Shadik Charles can, there's a fourth round pick from LSU, if he can slide in and help out. But that's a lot. It's a big ask. And I just, the overall depth of this offensive line is not where, um, I'm sure with a young quarterback like Haskins, you want yep. it to be. So, I, and then going into the weapons, I mean, yes, Terry McLaurin was fantastic last year. I, I don't anticipate him really falling down in any way. But outside of that, I mean, you have some solid guys, but no one that's like really a dynamic playmaker. We can see how Antonio Gibson, their third round pick from Memphis, uh, kind of a Chris Thompson type of uh, back that they can add to that. They got a fourth round pick from Liberty, Antonio Gandy Golden. I mean, you're just not going to have every guy kind of jump out and have the success that Terry McLaurin had right off the bat. So you combine the issues along the offensive line. I don't know what the running game is going to look like with that. They're going to have to probably run the ball a lot. I don't know if it's the best thing they're going to for them uh, in terms of being able to win. But I just I don't see how they're going to be able to just drop back and pass constantly. I just don't see them protecting Dwayne Haskins well enough. And I think, yeah, that's going to be, you know, know, we'll see if Ron Rivera, you know, he can be realistic in terms of, okay, Haskins could succeed, but do we have the pieces for him to be our long-term answer? Because by the time you get to that point, it's going to take some time. And at that point, I mean, uh, you know, we've seen so many young quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that just it's tough when you have years and years of losing and just not the talent around you. It's not easy. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to, after this year, say they only win a few games again, Haskins, you know, does all right, but not like performing at a high level. Will they determine, hey, he's still our long-term guy, or will they try to look at 
who's in the draft, and it, it might depend on where they are in the draft. Uh, I mean, this year, too, it was dictated by that. Obviously, Trace Young is going to be really exciting to see what he does. But because, they, you know, instead of having the fourth overall pick and instead they have the second overall pick, they don't get to fill that really big offensive tackle need with all these great offensive tackles that were available in the first round. It just didn't work out where they fell in the draft. It didn't really make sense. They could have traded back, but they weren't going to pass in Chase Young. So while their defense might take a step forward and they have some, they have some solid talent there, and uh, we can talk about that uh, eventually. But overall, I'm just not convinced this offense is going to do enough for them to keep up. Well, the NFL schedules, of course, were supposed to be released on Thursday night, and uh, we'll talk more about scheduling for one of these other division teams here in a second. But as we said, we think the Redskins' defense should be better, and that should at least keep them, you know, have them an opportunity to to be in some games. Probably now, the problem is you look at their schedule, and more more importantly, you look at their opponents. If we, we the offense has to be better, and if it isn't, here's the problem. Here's some of their opponents that they have to play. You have to go to Arizona. The Cardinals now have DeAndre Hopkins and, and of course, Kyler Murray. That offense is probably going to be pretty good. You have to go to Cleveland. I mean, we know what the Browns have. We know what they can do, and now it's just a matter of seeing if they can take that next step forward, but they're probably mm-hmm. going to be able to put up some points. they got to go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. We know how that works. Um, you know, at the Lions, maybe not as intimidating as some of the others. you got to go to the Giants. The Giants probably, we'll get to them in a minute, their biggest strength is going to be their offense. Um, the Eagles. Maybe the same thing. Like, the Eagles, probably going to be a pretty good offensive team. Steelers, should be a better offensive team with Big Ben back. 49ers. We keep rolling (laughs) along here, and we're starting to sense a theme. And some of the other opponents that they're going to play, they've got to play the Rams. They've got to play the Seahawks. They've got to play the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. The Bengals will be a lot better, probably, with Joe Burrow under center. The Panthers have Christian McCaffrey and have an offensive wizard as their coach now. So that's the thing with the Redskins is uh, they've got to be better on offense because if they don't, there are very few games on that schedule or very few teams that you uh, could see them playing that they're going to be able to outduel on that list of opponents. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's not really going to be about how they perform in 2020 record-wise. It's going to be a lot more about seeing steps forward and seeing progress in certain areas of the team, figuring out exactly what they need to work on. Yeah. Uh, in free agency in the draft next year and kind of taking that step at that point. I just, yeah, I mean, it, as much as, you know, the, all the, those teams sound intimidating, that's going to be the case as long as you're in the NFL. Every, every schedule right. is going to look pretty tough when you go up and down it. And I just, yeah, for the Redskins at this point, they're a team that a lot of other teams are probably circling as, oh, we got that one. And so yeah. it really, yeah, I think Ron Rivera knows and the whole organization at this point as much as Daniel Snyder might have not thought this was the case, I think Ron Rivera is the kind of guy that can convince him, hey, we're going to have to take a second here. You gave me this long-term contract. You understand what we're getting into. And, yeah, it's just going to be about progress. And, you know, maybe this year was more about, you know, solidifying the defense and they'll have some fine-tuning, I'm sure, still to do there moving moving forward. But, yeah, I think the offense right now, man, it's it's uh, still a lot, of, a lot of work to do. And I don't know if there's any easy uh, – answers to the questions they're going to have quickly yep uh we need terry mclaurin to continue his breakthrough for fantasy football purposes uh but we'll see this may be one of those teams that you stay away from in fantasy football this year uh we'll get to that uh with the redskins but uh, moving on to the giants uh because the giants are set for a new era as well as uh, joe judge takes over as head coach and that makes the question pretty simple for the giants and that is is joe judge uh, the savior for this new york giants franchise course they also added uh, jason garrett to the mix uh and i think that's another intriguing aspect here dylan when we look at the, the giants trying to to rebuild their franchise they have their franchise quarterback they have their star running back 
they have things they can build on. Uh, it's mm. just a matter of like we basically very similar to the Redskins in that how quickly can they get there? Uh, because maybe on the flip side here, the Giants' defense still has some big problems, uh, and their offense yeah. is probably going to be their strength. So it's almost a flip with these two teams. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Joe Judge has has said all the right things. Uh, we know he's going to take <laughs> you know that Bill Belichick type of approach uh but uh, mm-hmm. i think even as bill belichick would tell you uh he didn't get all his success in uh, one off season or one season and so uh, it's probably still going to take a little work uh, for joe judge there in the giants yeah we'll see how patient the mara family is they haven't been very patient with their last two head coaches and that's one concern i know judge yeah like you're saying joe judge saying all the right things uh, i know i was saying before the podcast he's really trying to <laughs> trying so hard to be Belichickian, I guess is a good way to put it, or like Nick Saban, that kind of, no, like you're saying, the no-nonsense stuff. And we'll see how it translates. I, yeah, I, I hope he gets the time to, to make it work. I do think, like we're like you're saying, it's a flip of the Redskins. When you look at the offensive now, especially with Andrew Thomas coming in, you still have Nate Solder, but you have Matt Pert as a possible other answer, long-term at tackle. I think their offensive line, I mean, Kevin Zeitler too in there, they got some some good things happening. And I I think that is a huge step for Daniel Jones. Now, can he take a step forward? I, we'll I mean, they get Colt McCoy as their backup, which is going to help out uh, if Daniel Jones does struggle or has any injury issues again. Obviously, keeping Saquon on the field will go a long way. But receiving-wise, I mean, same with Evan Ingram. You have Golden Tate still. I thought Darius Slayton at times played really well last year. So they have some talent. Uh, I, and, yeah, so from the offensive side of the ball, now that they've shored up the offensive line, which was a bigger question mark for me last year, and I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll see how quickly Andrew Thomas is able to step in and really just be that kind of front of the line guy that, that is worthy of being a number four pick. But yeah, then it flips to the defense where I just, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I they're, they're like, they were not even really that fine. I mean, last year they finished down in the bottom of the NFL and, and uh, pass defense, 31st and uh, pass defense at DVOA. And, you know, they're more decent against the run, but it didn't matter because teams were just throwing all over them. And now, you know, looking at what they did in the draft, yes, they answered some of these questions on offense. But now, yeah, Xavier McKinney obviously will help their secondary. But otherwise, I, I just don't see enough there to really be intimidated. I mean, if Xavier McKinney can do be great. But as we know, you need depth on the overall defense. The best defenses in the NFL, even the ones that are uh, great, are still getting scored on quite a bit. And they have so much depth. And I just don't see it at this point. I mean, they add Blake Martinez, which is interesting, I guess. But... I don't know, man. It's it's still uh, going to be a work in progress there, and I think yeah, it's going to be a, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I, I think of that uh, shootout between the Buccaneers and the Giants last year, where Daniel Jones, everyone was talking about Danny Dimes, the next great thing. Obviously, didn't go <laughs> pan out the rest of the year. So for them, though, if they can continue to score points on offense, finish in the you know top you know 12, uh, 14 range of offenses in the NFL, at least pass offense wise, I think that would be a big step. And I think Joe Judge is going to be a big reason for that and possibly them being able to move forward. We'll see if he's able to get the culture at least in the right direction. Because, yeah, they're going to be dealing with a lot of uh, – a lot. <laughs> it's not going to be easy when they're in these high-scoring long games. I feel like that's going to be the, the theme of the Giants' season. So what you're saying is take the over in the Giants' games. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what, just go ahead and take the over. Uh, you mentioned that Giants-Bucks game. That's fun. Of course, we don't know the date yet because we're recording this on Wednesday. But – um, they do get a rematch with the Bucks, who will uh, go to East Rutherford uh, in this season. So uh, maybe yes. another high-scoring game there with uh, Daniel Jones dueling it out uh, with Tom Brady uh, and the Bucks. So, yeah, be sure to uh, to take the over because we think the Giants are as, as questionable as we thought the Redskins' offense was. Uh, we feel pretty good about the, uh, the Giants' offense, but we have mm-hmm. our questions 
uh, about their defense when it comes uh, to how they're going to move forward this season. But uh, speaking of taking the over, um, you can do that. uh, And uh, when the NFL season does get here, you can do that uh, using our friends at BetOnline. And while there is currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB going on, you may think there's nothing to bet on, but you would be wrong because our exclusive partner, Bet Online still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino uh, to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. And if you're missing the NFL like we are, uh, no problem at all because Bet Online still has their live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. And you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idols, the stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And you can do it 24 hours a day if you want because they are open 24 hours a day and they have everything online. All you have to do is use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. That is Bet Online, your online wagering solution. And we talked about uh, the Giants and the Redskins trying to uh, rise up the NFC East ladder here. And Dylan knows where I'm going here with this segue. And guess what? You can have a rise yourself by using Blue Chew. Because, guys, if you are looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, just get over to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable. It brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And since they're chewable, they work even faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time in the waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And here's a great deal for you guys, just because you listen to the show, all you got to do. Visit BlueChew.com, get your first order free. When you use the promo code BLUEWIRE, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, Dylan, let's uh, talk about America's team here, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, They're a team that has had what I think you could probably say is a pretty good offseason. I know we talk about the Dak Prescott you know, contract situation and all that. But as we said with the draft, I mean, for them to be able to get C.D. Lamb where they got him, uh, didn't have to trade up, and to get him, and really, you know, that was huge because that adds, you know, now another weapon for for Dak to work with. I mean, he's got Amari Cooper, he's got Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, now you add C.D. Lamb to the mix, um, and you know, for the Cowboys, I think it's pretty obvious, and we know what the expectations have been for them. We know what they're going to be, and that's why the question, I think, for the Cowboys here is pretty easy, too. And that is, do the Cowboys finally have a Super Bowl-level roster? Um, it's the it's the storyline every year, right? We go in saying, is this the year the Cowboys get back to the Super Bowl? Uh, and it seems like every year we're asking that because they're just not getting there. Uh, and it's been a long time <laughs> since they have gotten there. Uh, but, you know, we look at this roster, and, and we talked a little bit when we talked about kind of the betting odds and all that for the divisions. I said that I felt pretty strongly that that the Cowboys were the best team in this division and maybe uh, not Mm -hmm. considerably better than the Eagles, but I felt pretty good about saying that I, you know, my confidence level is much higher in the Cowboys maybe than it is the Eagles right now. Um, Just because you look at the roster, and I know there are still some spots on there that they maybe need to find a way to address and improve on to be that team that we feel like, you know, that can win a Super Bowl. Uh, but when you look at the roster as it stands, uh, it's pretty impressive, and I think there's no doubt that the Cowboys, uh, the expectation should be to get to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. based on the roster that they have right now. 
Yeah, I mean, even though they didn't even make the playoffs a year ago, they had basically a Super Bowl level roster or uh, offense. Uh, they finished second in DVOA on offense, uh, both uh, top five in both passing and run offense. I don't think that's going to be any different. They, they still have one of the, you know, maybe not as great of an offensive line as they had, um, you know, a few years ago. But a lot of those pieces are still there. They're still really solid guys. They have so much continuity. And you add in, yeah, obviously C.D. Lamb, but I still think Michael Gallup is taking big steps. Overall, this offense is just, yeah, they're going to put up a ton of points. And like you said, yeah, it comes down to the defense rising up and being something, you know, more in the middle of the pack or, or potentially better if everything goes right. But, I mean, they did great in the draft. with The, the value they got with Trayvon Diggs where he was later in the second round. I still think Neville Gallimore, maybe not this year, but uh, eventually will be the center of that uh, defensive line for quite some time in those tackles. So, yeah, I think, I mean, they, they made some great picks, but I still think, you know, there's always been issues going back for years and years with dead cap, and they don't have as much as they used to, but I still wonder what they could do on the, to help the pass rush. They just can't afford forward some of these guys that might be you know that were great agency that would really shore that up and that's that's my big question i think the secondaries i mean they have pretty good linebackers if they stay on the field uh that's that's been a question with injuries uh, especially last year for van der Esch and jalen smith's obviously been pretty great lately and uh, sean lee's always had issues with injuries so i yeah linebacking wise it's one area where they're solid but otherwise their secondary is fine but i, I don't think it's elite enough to to deal with the lack of pass rush that's the question for me where yeah if they're going to become this uh, this elite Super Bowl level team, that's going to have to take a jump forward. Um, and, you know, maybe the offense will score so many points, it won't matter. But I still think, yeah, in the NFC, especially, that's another part of it. If they're in the AFC, we'd be looking at them yep. maybe as the third best team. And the NFC, it's just, it's, at this point, it's a lot more loaded up. But I, I do think their offense has the potential that if they can just, you know, get hot at the right time, there's no reason that this Dallas team you get add that extra playoff spot, another chance for them to get in the playoffs. They almost would have made it last year. I think the Rams would have the seventh seed just barely above Dallas. But nonetheless, uh, there's a lot of reasons to be uh, optimistic if you're a Cowboys fan. Maybe this isn't the year because it hasn't been the year for 25, almost 25 yeah. years now. Uh, but I, I do think they're going in the right direction. And now, you know, maybe they're just one year away of being, having a draft that's more defensive focus and they're able to kind of shore up some of the things they need needs at. And uh, then they're able to take off. Well, they've got your boy Greg Zerline now um as their kicker yes, so uh, at, least, at least they have more consistency there at that position so that should be something uh that could be worth looking at too because uh that has been a problem for them um as we know so that will help and and yeah i mean i just the weapons on offense are undeniable uh they added andy dalton and i know we're not saying that jokingly but we always talk about you know how valuable it is to have a backup yeah. quarterback that mm-hmm. i mean you know if your guy goes down i mean we've seen how many seasons have been ended, um, you know, for teams when their best player, like their best quarterback goes down and they just don't have a backup that can come in and do, I mean, you know, Andy Dalton, certainly, I mean, he had his struggles, but he's still someone that if you looked around at the backup quarterbacks in the NFL, um, you know, I'd have to look mm-hmm. at the full list, but I think you'd still say he's probably among the best that are there uh, just because, you know, he's someone that's been there. He's done that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's something to always keep in mind, especially when you have a guy like Dak who, you know, probably going to scramble a little bit. Um, and so there, there's always those things you think about and those those things in the back of your mind when it comes to trying to find these Super Bowl teams. Uh, and those are some of the things that could stand out in terms of bringing in Zerline, uh, adding Andy Dalton. Uh, those are important uh, mm-hmm. additions uh, for the Cowboys. But like, 
like you said, still have to figure out how to improve that pass rush and keep everyone healthy on defense. If they can do that, uh, you never know. They may make uh, that leap forward, but that is a good transition into talking about the Eagles because, uh, as we said, we fully expect this to be a division that comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles for however many years now. Uh, We've talked about this, and, and they're the teams that we expect to you know, have Super Bowl aspirations, and I think for the Eagles, our question is is pretty easy on them too because knowing that they're going to be in this race with the Cowboys, our question for the Eagles is: Did the Eagles, you know, add enough reinforcements to keep up with the Cowboys? And and that's what it's going to come down to, I think, because you know we talked about it last season. Is you just you had these two teams, and you just felt mm-hmm. like you were trying to pull it out of them like please like take that next step forward um one of you can you please do this and it just seemed like you know based on how both of them were playing um they just had their ups and downs and we never saw that uh you know we never saw one of them kind of take that that stranglehold on things and just be able to to push forward as a true you know title contender and and now for the eagles you know knowing that we just talked about how stacked that the cowboys roster is in a lot of areas um, you know, for the Eagles, are, are they able to match that? And I think that's something uh, that we certainly have to look at when trying to figure out who's the best team in this division. And of these teams, you know, which one has the better long-term uh, Super Bowl potential here? Uh, because I think you'd probably get some different answers uh, from different people based on who they choose between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, last year for the Eagles, obviously, so many injuries to the receiving corps. They do add Jalen Rager, but I think just having Deshaun Jackson possibly healthy, still having Alshon Jeffrey, and they're saying they're going to make him a big part of the offense. Obviously, J.J. Sega Whiteside wasn't exactly the weapon they hoped he would be after taking him in the second round in 2019. I still think he got some valuable experience for sure. Obviously, they just add Marquis Goodwin in that trade. So they got some weapons. They've, they've helped uh, add some weapons around Carson Wentz. Obviously, the Jalen Hurts thing is the big story, the more fun question would just be like, how, how, are, we, what is, how are they going to utilize him? Are they going to, yeah. is uh, Doug Peterson going to use him in some certain special sets? Or can we even see like a two quarterback uh, situation going on with the both of them? I, that's what I'm hoping for. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, the, the Cowboys, yes, the defense again, we, as we can't stop saying is such a big question mark still, but they just nailed the draft. Their offense is so dynamic that, yeah, I, I mean, I, the Eagles, uh, you know, their run defense was fantastic. And that's one thing that, uh, you know, in the two games they faced against the Cowboys last year, they couldn't have been more different. The first game, that run defense that was so elite for most of the year for Philly was getting just smashed by uh, Ezekiel Elliott in that offensive line. And you flip to Week 17, where, uh, like you said, at that point, that was, it was like pulling teeth watching that game. <laughs> Both teams just couldn't do, it just couldn't, right? It was, it was almost a perfect encapsulation of the NFC East that year yeah. and 2019 of like they just couldn't reach their potential. Right? Neither of them. The Eagles won that game, but. It was not pretty, and then they, they go out. Obviously, Wentz has a concussion in the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I think both teams are just – there's a lot of untapped potential. I know I picked last season before the year the Eagles as a Super Bowl winner. I, I don't think I'm going to do that again, but I do think they should be a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line is still solid. Again, they add these weapons. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, you know, was great. Boston Scott was a great time, too, when he filled in. So I, I think their offense is going to be pretty good as long as they don't have just everyone get wiped out with injuries in the receiving corps again. And uh, I'm just, uh, it's a similar, uh, you know, the pass rush I'm not as concerned about here with the, the Eagles, but I still have concerns about their secondary and their overall pass defense. So I don't know if they've answered all those questions, but I still think Philadelphia is probably just by being, you know, having the depth that they've had, uh, a lot of the, the talent they already had in place and just being a year healthier, 
I, I think there can still be in contention. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the division, but yeah, I, I, the Cowboys just took so many big steps that at the end of the day, is Philadelphia going to be able to hold onto that crown for a second year, or is it just going to be we keep playing ping pong year every year? It switches between the Cowboys and Eagles winning this division. We'll see how the Eagles' schedule shakes out because that's going to play a role too, and and the mm-hmm. reason why is. Uh, as we said, with this division, uh, you're going to have you're going to be playing the AFC North and the NFC West, which I think you could argue are probably two of the tougher divisions, uh, you know, in the NFL. When you look at what we expect from the Browns and the Steelers and the Ravens, and then you got the Seahawks and the Niners and the Rams and the Cardinals are going to be better. Um, so that's something to keep in mind too. And what kind of doesn't help the Eagles necessarily is that two of the teams they'll play outside of those divisional matchups are going to be the Packers and the Saints, uh, which, you know, Mm -hmm. those are two teams that that probably have, you know, title aspirations too. They have to go to Green Bay. They'll host New Orleans. Um, So that doesn't make it any easier either. And so, um, you know, for the Eagles, I don't know, man. I'm still one that that I just don't know that I'm there with them right now, and and Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get there. Uh, They've got Alshon Jeffrey, who they've been trying to trade since the, you know, Clinton administration and and i don't know like it's just i don't know what to expect from them and i think it's like you said adding Jalen regular there's a reason why they did that um mm-hmm. and marquise goodwin you know they, they've got the speed like i don't think there's any doubt on offense they have the speed um you know and knowing zach Ertz is still there dallas goddard but i don't know there's just still something about the eagles it's like but you, but you probably feel the same way about the cowboys right in that and it goes back to what you said that regular season game last year at the end of the season completely perfectly i think said it it's just you, you can't treat like you feel like you can't trust these two teams right now and it's like you want to believe that they're mm-hmm. going to take that next step but it's almost like until we see them do it as much as we can look at their rosters and feel really confident about what they should do I don't know. Like, it's just, I think both of them right now are at that point to where, and, and maybe more so the Eagles for me personally, uh, in terms of comparing the two teams, I just feel like it's one where I have to see it with these teams before. I just, I don't know. I, I Maybe last season was just such a, I, it's just so <laughs> unexpected in terms of how it unfolded for both of those teams. Maybe that's why it's easy to have trust issue with both of them. Yeah, I thought, you know, last year with the Cowboys, I thought they were going to be better for sure. But I, I, I always, you know, the defense wasn't fantastic when they made the playoffs the year before that. The offense still performed well. They just they went from, you know, losing so many uh, close uh, games last year. That, I mean, in 2018, it was the complete opposite. They won every close game they had. So the Cowboys, I, I think that just a lot of averages is also going to help them out too. Yeah. Whereas for Philly, it's less about that. It's more for me, yeah, it's about – uh, these things we, we expect and we think they can do. We, you know, Andre Dillard, can he really be the long-term left tackle and really play perform that well? There were some issues with his consistency. Obviously, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, there'll be flashes of what made him an MVP candidate a few, just a few years ago, and then there'll be other games where it's just maddening what's happening. I know that's partially uh, based on the weapons he had and guys just not being open and yeah. him having the really force, you know, being perfectly accurate. So, Maybe it'll open up a bit more early in the year before they had the injuries. Uh, I mean, they, they looked like you know Deshaun Jackson added that vertical element. They had some interesting things going on. So maybe uh, this will kind of fix it. I mean, you look at when they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, they win with uh, you know without Carson Wentz. But just yeah, it kind of sums up how deep just the whole roster was at that point. I still have the concerns again on yeah, the defensive side. The pat- it just it's a great team, but it's like a lot of these guys that are at really important spots are starting to get older. It's just a change in the guard. Obviously, Darius Slay will be interesting to see how much he can help them on, on defense. But, 
uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, like you're saying, it's, it's, it's a lot of expectation, a lot of hope for what could be, and just a lot more uncertainty. You just don't feel with, you know, either of these teams, but I, I probably even feel a little less certain with the Eagles maybe at this point than what I am expecting from the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys' offense is going to be elite no matter what. I don't know about Philly's offense. It could go, it could go either direction. There's a lot more, uh, uh, you know, variation in what could happen in the season. I don't know the NFC East, as you can tell with how we've described all these teams. We're thinking, <laughs> okay, we're trying to be positive here, um, but you know, every we need, we need all these teams. Just they need to need a nice little boost. Uh, maybe there's another segue for Bluetooth there, but uh, we'll try that uh, next time. But uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I just, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, th- this is a weird division. I think that's because all these teams are in different spots, as we said, and we know the Cowboys and the Eagles are the teams that we expect to be the best. But um, I don't know. It's it's going to be fascinating, though, I think, to watch this division because, um, you know, how quickly can the Redskins and the Giants take a step forward and can the Cowboys and Eagles uh, be those Super Bowl type of teams uh, like we think they could be uh, but haven't necessarily shown uh, you know, over the past couple of seasons. But uh, that'll wrap up our look at the uh, NFC East here and the big questions uh, for all these teams in the division. And we'll continue uh, our series here uh, when we look at uh, some of the next ones uh, coming up. But, uh, Dylan, we got a lot of great stuff going on over Clutch Points. Uh, we've been talking about teams here in the uh, NFC East. We're talking about a lot more teams uh, as we kind of look at these rosters as they seem to uh, mm-hmm. you know, be not set completely, but at least we have an idea of what they're going to look like for the most part going into next season. Uh, let everybody know where they can find all that stuff over Clutch Points. Yeah, like you've been saying, we've been doing power rankings for every division uh, leading into the season, obviously pretty early look at this point, nonetheless, still going for that. And then similar to what we're doing on this podcast, we've been looking at big weaknesses for a lot of those, uh, some of the bigger teams in the NFL. So, uh, post NFL drafts. So you can find those all at clutchpoints.com in the NFL section. Uh, to click right on the, on the homepage. All of our content's there. You can search for you know weakness, and it'll probably give you all those articles. NFL drafts. All we still have a lot of post draft content that we're pumping out. And the same thing can be found also in our Clutch Points app in the NFL section there. So yeah, keeping it obviously usually it slows down a bit around now, but we got a lot of different ideas for what we can uh, keep pumping out here uh, in the months uh, to go before the season. Hopefully. Uh, begins on time. It's, I mean, with the schedule now, it's it's coming out, like you're saying, tomorrow when, when this podcast comes out, it'll be today. Um, but we'll see if, you know, as for, for now, they're going to put everything at the beginning of the September, the same old, the same schedule, but we'll see if that actually ends up uh, playing out. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, you did kind of tease, we're doing some of the uh, the power rankings for each division, just based on how after the NFL draft, again, we're, we're projecting ahead, uh, just as a, a teaser, and I'm not going to tell you uh, what the order was, but uh, we just talked about the NFC East. Uh, our person who did this, uh, the power rankings for the NFC East after the draft, did not have it. Cowboys and Eagles won two uh, in either order. There was another team that made a jump oh, man. Uh, ahead, and uh, he he made a pretty bold uh, prediction on that. So uh, we'll see uh, if that's how it unfolds. But, yeah, check all that stuff out at Clutch Point. Check out all those power rankings for each division uh, and where uh, some of our writers think that uh, things could uh, stand uh, with them heading into the season. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, just head over to any podcast app you use and search for it there. And uh, thanks again to the fine folks at Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. And uh, thank you as always for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. <laughs>